When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey guys, welcome back. Donna and Steve on my talk 1071. Everything entertainment. You know, things like celeb gossip, movies, TV, and music news. It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. And Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis on the news? This is the beat. Yes, Queen. You like Shania Twain? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, oh, sure. She's Canadian. Um, this is kind of a fun fact about Shania. She sticks to a liquid diet on show days. Why do you think that is? Uh, to not bloat. Oh, to not feel bloated and uh, tight-fitting performing clothes. That is incorrect. The reason she does it is so she doesn't burp. She says, if I eat on a show day, I burp when I sing. (laughs) Mm. I think that's a little TMI, right? Uh, No. Uh, I feel like that's, that's relatable. Like you say, Donna, in reality, we're all disgusting. So that's cool. That's like, hey, Shania, she's kind of like us. Disgusting. Yeah. I bet you don't burp often. I don't. That's if I drink pop or beer. I got a uh, Coke Zero in front of me right now. That'll make me burp. I'm going to have to hold the microphone away from you a few times in the next six minutes. I love the people who don't even think about it and just let it fly. I could be My, sitting somewhere and I'll just hear, uh, and I'm like, I, rude. My grandfather used to have this really interesting way. All grandfathers back in the 80s and 90s, they didn't care. But they had a way of almost muffling it. They weren't trying to be like Barney from The Simpsons, but it always made this different kind of a sound. You don't know Barney from The Simpsons? No, I don't think so. Who when he He's like, oh my, he's like the big guy i'm sorry i don't mean to body shame but he's he's no olive oil and he when he burps his lips would flap you know what i'm talking oh, about funny. yeah like a trying to stifle it kind of thing no no barney oh, he's cartoon would, like that is a loop of barney's burps That's collection great. of barney's burps yep zamboni found what we needed um no, but he, my, my pap would stifle it. He wouldn't go Barney. Right. He would okay. stifle it. But it made this unique noise. 
And strangely, and I know this sounds strange, it's like a warm memory I have of my grandfather. <laughs> it's kind of like when I smell cigarette smoke sometimes um, outside. <clears throat> it will remind me of driving around in the car when we were kids when my dad would just smoke like a chimney in the front seat. Mm-hmm. But it was like, that's what car rides smell like. And we'd take car rides to just drive around and look at homes. Like we oh, would just get in fun. a car and drive that's and never get cute. out. Huh. Interesting. More trouble for Ticketmaster. You uh, brought this up yesterday, Steve, when you saw that John Mayer was trending. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to get mad today. Don't get mad. All right. I mean, what is going on? So I think Beyonce fans are getting concerned because her tickets are going to be through Ticketmaster. Also, um. It was such a problem yesterday. He started trending. You read uh, some of the the tweets. One fan was so fed up saying, how have we not collectively destroyed Ticketmaster at this point? I went to 100 concerts from 2007 through 14 with zero issues ever getting tickets. You can't tell me John Mayer is selling out um, in... uh, in in 2023 you sold them all to resellers i can see them right now on StubHub. another person said the fact that i'm sitting here in the queue for 30 minutes for john mayer tickets while they're already on StubHub truthfully makes my blood boil people shouldn't be allowed to buy tickets just to flip them this is the one that you read that didn't she say i hate everyone right now yes yeah there's there's a whole bunch of tweets like this that people are like what is it come on and to my point like i remember buying tickets i didn't buy tickets very often but when i did i don't ever remember there being any problems ever Hmm. Mm. um they got to do something something's got to give i know and you're like what what are they gonna do that's for them to figure out all right you've done it now listen. Don't st- I know I, robots? I know. I know. What possibly could they do? We are too far in the dark web. We need to computer hack turn people. around and go back. Bots, we can't, Queen. This ain't quantum leap. There has to be some form of punishment or something. Oh, that'll do it. Scare the bad guys with punishment. Oh, dread. They don't care. You can't even find them. It's not like you got a bunch of hamburglers sitting around in public libraries buying these things really fast, hitting refresh as fast as they can. There are server rooms. There's a program that somebody just pushes a button and then bang, all the tickets are gone. There is no hope. You sound like Seinfeld. Thanks. Seinfeld never gets this mad. (laughs) Why does this irritate me so much? I don't go to concerts. Well, you've got kids, and someday they're going to want to go to concerts. Honestly, my heart is not in there right now. That's not what I'm thinking of. I don't understand. I think it's just because this. Some of the the the, the congressional, the them reading the Taylor Swift lyrics were that was really so put me cringy over too. Yeah. that it <laughs> maybe lit my fuse. But there's just tell me. I'll hang up and listen. Take the next hour and fifty minutes of our show. Somebody tell me a reasonable, actionable way that this can change. Like, actually, I get you can write up all sorts of theories, but if the, if the flip side of it is always like, 
there are bad people who want to do bad things on computers. I ain't going to stop. I'm going to move on to another story. You are Team Ticketmaster. You are in bed with the corporate bigwigs. You have aligned yourself with Big Ticket. (laughs) (laughs) Lollapalooza. Ever heard of it? Yes. It is getting a uh, three-part docu-series on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, It's titled Lala, the story of Lollapalooza. Um... I've been to Lollapalooza. Have you? <laughs> I feel like I have. Have I? I haven't, but in my head, I would always get it confused with Lilith Fair. Correct. Maybe maybe I went to Lilith Fair. And I think Lollapalooza was a lot more crazy. Well, this was... Lilith Fair calmer. Okay, this was Chicago. And I feel like Lilith Fair was a tour. I think. But anyway, it launched in 1991. And... Uh, at the time, I guess people thought that concerts or the industry felt a little boring. And so they wanted to pump new life into the music experience. And then, um, pump. and now here uh, was an opportunity to give people an inside look now at the festival's contribution to the music industry. That's cool. They hosted um, groups like Jane's Addiction, Pearl Jam, Nine Inch Nails, Butthole Surfers, what? Sonic Youth, Butthole Surfers. Butthole. Yes. Oh. oh, I guess it started in uh, Chicago. Yeah, the Butthole Surfers. Did you know them? I knew like of, their them. Music? I did, of them. I I feel like they're maybe had a hit. Do you, should we look it up? No. Come on. Mike, do you remember the Butthole Surfers? Oh, yeah, for sure. Really? Yep. What was their I big remember claim the to name. Fame? I have absolutely no idea what they sang. Uh, Let's check. Biggest song. I feel um, not good to play any I, of these, but yeah. do you think there are bad words? Probably. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, this right. one doesn't have an E next to it, so. All right. Mm. That's as comfortable as I feel. Ah! <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. We got to go. Uh, all right, uh, we'll come back though. Okay. What do you want to do when we come I back? I want to talk about Groundhog Day. Oh yeah. Woo, we got some fun facts. There's some interesting stuff in this list. I know it sounds like oh yeah, that sounds exciting. There really are some like really interesting things that make you go huh. And Twitter had some very funny reactions to Groundhog Day this morning too. So we'll dig into all that. When we come back, you're listening to the Don and Steve experience on my talk. My buddies over at the Canopy Group, um, they do things differently and they help people save tons of money. Not just like a like fake made up people, like real people, real my talkers. Heidi, a my talker, emailed me the other day and she said, Hey, Steve, I was the one who made the switch a while ago. I told you I ended up getting better coverage. Oh, and I saved $1,200 on my insurance. Wow, this is amazing. So then she emails me the other day and says, hey, Steve, it's Heidi again. Um, And then I thought, oh, goodness, what happened? Did something go wrong? She said I had to file a claim. Guess what? She said, I I think it was a water leak that she mentioned, from the time that she reached out uh, to the insurance company and they had an adjuster come out and actually check out their property and then had cash deposited in the account so that they could now pay for uh, the new services. Guess what? She said, 
three business days beginning to end. I've never seen insurance go through that fast. Super impressive. That's what's waiting for you. Big savings, better coverage. TheCanopyGroup.com. Hey, good morning. Happy Groundhog Day, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Donna and Steve experience on my talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Thinking of uh, going with Zamboni, short, bony. Ooh. Donna, what? let's not do bony. I like bony. I think bone in any kind of standalone form, any form of the word, is best to not do Zamboni different. I just feel... How about Zony? You know... We'll just keep... We'll, we'll keep talking about it. <laughs> you're starting to... I just feel... How about Z? I like Z. It's like superhero-y. I enjoy how the first month of this, it was Donna who was so over it, and Steve's like, no, I'm really excited about this. This is the one. This is the one. And now it's completely flipped the opposite direction. You know, here's Zony. why. Here's why. This is... Oh, gosh. I feel like I'm easily irritable right now. This represents a part of Donna that she and I don't see eye to eye on, as with many things in life. Let's say, let's say it's like, hey, you have to come up with an idea for um, a new catchphrase, and the boss or a state fair shirt is a good example. State fair shirt. I am kind of like, we can just go with the first. Oh yeah, cool. That's a saying from our show. Great print. Donna will send a random text on like a Thursday night. Couple more shirt ideas. Image and I'm thinking, let's just. I keep going back to the phrase. A task will stretch to fit the time allotted. That's why we got to be firm. We can't. You just keep saying, let's just go with the flow, man. Let's just see what happens. You don't know me. We got to. We there's got to be a hard and fast. Yeah, but you can't deadline. settle either. Yeah, I get it. But that's what people like you would say in this situation. Yeah. <laughs> You would say, you can't settle, so we just need to keep it fluid. What's our deadline? We need a deadline. I have eight stats and facts for Groundhog Day. Friday at noon. No! It's not enough time. We know what we should do. Here's what we should do. Mm. We should come up with a final four. And And then turn it to the My Talkers. We can have Quinn next Monday put out a Facebook post. Why are you, why, what? I don't want them to have a say. Did you- I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. You hear that, everyone? <laughs> <laughs> no, because that's how you end up when you let the kids name the dog. You end up with, like, Fluffy. You this know? is how we got Bodie McBoatface. <laughs> I understand your fear. I understand. You know what I mean? 
You don't get a cool name. No, but no, we're not saying, hey, guys, what do you want? And then they come back and they say, yeah, paper. Let's call the dog paper. No, we say, listen, here are your four choices. We're largely okay with any of them, but we are, and by we, I mean Donna, is afraid to just commit to something. And so we need you to do the final final leg of the race. We'll give them choices that we like. Maybe. That even if it went worst case scenario, we'd be okay with it. Great. Eight <sighs> stats and facts about Groundhog Day. This is fun. Okay, so I, I assume that we've got six more weeks of winter coming, He right? saw a shadow. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. So don't put too much stock into his prediction, okay? Because he's been making these predictions since 1886. He's only been right 39% of the time. He needs canceled. Yeah. Yeah. You might want to just flip a coin. Okay. That said, now the Groundhog Club claims that he's never wrong. (laughs) It's your fault for misinterpreting his language. Groundhoggies. (laughs) <laughs> he usually does predict six more weeks. Okay, said that. Um, they used to eat Phil after he made his prediction. Whoa. They served him up after the first official Groundhog Day in 1887 and said he was quite tender. Hmm. Despite that fact, officials at the Groundhog Club claim he is immortal. He supposedly drinks something called the Elixir of Life every summer, and they've been using the same groundhog all these years. <laughs> <laughs> who, who wrote these? Uh, like Kim Jong-un's people? <laughs> A little stretching of the truth. Uh, despite um, what you may have heard, Phil does have a wife. Her name is Phyllis. They've never had kids. She does not drink the Elixir of Life and is not immortal. Okay. Okay. During Prohibition, Phil threatened to take drastic action. He said if they didn't let him have a drink, he'd impose 60 more weeks of winter. (laughs) That's funny. That's funny. I'm laughing with my mouth. The Gobbler's Knob even attracts thousands. uh, uh, I'm sorry, event, not even. uh, Attracts thousands of people. The record was around 40,000 in 2020. I think that's when my brother went. The next year, it was zero. Pandemic. Virtual, yep. Uh, Before the Bill Murray movie came out 30 years ago this month, only around 2,000 people were showing up for it. That's when I think it used to be a bit like smaller and more like it is in Groundhog Day, where it just felt a little bit smaller. There are tweets saying, like, the live stream this morning of gobbler's knob was legit crazy somebody else said if aliens are watching gobbler's knob right now i bet you they're more afraid of us than we are of them (laughs) that's funny and uh speaking of the movie some guy just finished watching it every day for a full year he wrote an article about it for the uh conversation.com oh and says he went through four stages while watching it first month fun focused on the story After that, he knew it so well, all he could do was zone in on tiny details. Hmm. Third stage started six months in after he'd basically memorized everything. He was pretty uh, miserable at that point. He was talking to the characters as it played. Fourth stage came around month nine when he started to enjoy it again for some reason. Partly because he was talking about it with other fans. 
So there you go. He's done. Somebody tweeted, I think Columbia Pictures missed a trick in 1994 by not putting Groundhog Day 2 in the theaters, but it was just the first film again. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, call now, 651-641-1071. Now you can play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge next. It is that time again on the Donna and Steve experience where we play a little game and get a little competitive. It's time to go to college. college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, Mighty Mike. I want to see how smart you are. We're going to find out that fact as we uh, get a caller right oh, here. Okay. Let's just pull him up here. All right, let's can. just do it. Right. Hi, hello, hello, Guten Tag. You're on with Donna and Steve. Who's this? This is Jeannie. Jeannie, how are you hey, doing hey. today? I'm good. Good. All right, we're going to find out what the topic is for the College of Pop Culture Knowledge, and then you can decide who you want to play with. Okay. Of course, it's Groundhog Day today, so these are all going to be movies uh, or could potentially be songs that have a similar theme to Groundhog Day. So we're talking time loops, repeats, doing the same thing over and over again. That's going to be kind of the theme today. Okay. Groundhog Day. Hmm. And pop now, Jeannie, before you answer that, Donna, of course, blew right past it and made no attempt at developing a rapport with you. What's next in your day after you play the game, whoever you choose to go with? What are you doing next? Work. Nice. What line of work are you in, sister? A medical biller. Oh, yeah. You got to get oh, well, that money. Interesting. Yeah, uh, Donna, do you need to talk with her offline? Well, I need to get some codes <laughs> to figure out what my estimate's going to be on some of this PT, man. Don't worry. I'll be all right. Uh, with that now, <laughs> Jeannie, it's time for you to decide. Do you want to team up with Donna or Steve? I think I'm going to go with Donna today. Yay, uh, me. Nice. Right, whatever. I gotta go. Okay, I'm scared, actually. Bye, Steve. See you later. He's mm-hmm. gone. All right, Jeannie, we're going to put you on hold as well as we're going to run through these again. It's uh, Groundhog's Day, so they're all going to have kind of that same time loop vibe, if you will. So okay. are you ready, Donna? Yes. We will get things started with this one. College of Pop Culture Knowledge, uh, underrated and low-key one of the better action films in the last decade. The 2014 film Edge of Tomorrow featured a public relations officer tasked with stopping an alien war. Only to find himself stuck in a time loop. It starred Emily Blunt, Bill Paxson, Brendan Gleeson, and led by this A-plus list actor. Pass. Adam Sandler must make Drew Barrymore fall in love with him every single day after a short-term memory condition leaves her continually forgetting who he is in this rom-com. 51st Dates? This 2012 flick from Ryan Johnson features Joseph Gordon-Levitt as a contract killer ordered to take out his future self, played by Bruce Willis. Oh, no. Uh, 10 seconds. That is... Don't have any top one edge of to okay. okay. We'll run out there. Don't worry. We got Shoot. Jeannie here who could potentially help you out. We'll bring Jeannie in here. Jeannie, were you listening in? Yes. All right. The first one, Edge of Tomorrow, was the movie. It starred Emily Blunt, Bill Paxson, Brendan Gleeson, and an A plus list action star. Do you have a guess? Uh, no, but that sounds right. Actually, well, she didn't actually have an answer. So you just need to come up with any action A plus star. action star. Can you come uh, up with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Arnold Schwarzenegger. All right, there we go. Uh, next one up, Adam Sandler. She went with 51st Dates. You feeling confident in that one? 
Yeah, that sounds good. All right. And the final one, do you have any idea? The 2012 flick from Ryan Johnson featuring Joseph Gordon-Levitt as a contract killer ordered to take out his future self played by Bruce Willis. No, and I can picture like the still from the movie and I'm totally down a blank. Shoot. Okay. Well, keep your fingers crossed. We'll see see how Steve does. Let's put Gina back on hold. Let's bring Steve back in here. Wow, guys, how was the rest of Thursday's show? <laughs> oh, you're so funny. Forever. That, oh, we went yeah, rather I efficiently. Took, yeah. I, I know, I didn't think that took long at all. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. I guess I just felt bored. I didn't find anything fun to look at. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, was that? Right. Well, we'll stop boring you by uh, having you play. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. He takes a big swig of Coke Zero. Here we go. Again, Groundhog's Day, the theme, time loop movies. Let's get things started with this one. Underrated and low-key one of the best action films in the past decade, the 2014 film Edge of Tomorrow featured a public relations officer tasked with stopping an alien war, only to find himself stuck in a time loop. It starred Emily Blunt, Bill Paxson, Brendan Gleeson, and led by this A-plus list action star. Dwayne Johnson? I don't think that's right. Adam Sandler must make Drew Barrymore fall in love with him every single... 50 first dates. This 2012 flick from Ryan Johnson features Joseph Gordon-Levitt as a contract killer ordered to take out his future self, played by Jumper. Bruce Willis. And uh, again, the top one, Edge of Tomorrow, who starred in it. A-plus list action star, along with Emily Tom Blunt, Cruise. Bill Paxton, Brendan Gleeson. You've got seven seconds. You feel good? I feel like you're leading the witness. Just I'm just saying. asking. No, you're done. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, t- I, I'll I'm just stick letting him know the time he's got. The last yeah. thing I said, which was Tom Cruise. All right, mm. we will run through these. We'll start on the. Uh, we'll start with the middle one because uh, you felt both felt confident with that. Adam Sandler must make Drew Barrymore fall in love. That indeed was Fifty First Dates. Well it's a done. great movie. Both, Don't remember it. Both crushed it. It was great. It's yeah. sort of ironic. Though. I know, right? <laughs> Uh, The last one will go to that. This 2012 flick from Ryan Johnson featured Joseph Gordon-Levitt as a contract killer to take himself out. Uh, It's not Jumper. In fact, it's Looper. Looper. That's right. Oh, darn it. Never heard of it. Oh, okay. Looper. Oh, darn. Yeah, pretty big flick. So uh, Mm. right now it's still 1-1 after that first one. Top one, uh, Edge of Tomorrow. It uh, featured that uh, public relations officer stopping an alien war, getting stuck in a time loop. Emily Blunt was in it. By the way, Emily Blunt was also in... uh, in Looper, so just oh, a fun fact for you. Uh, Bill Paxson, Brendan Gleeson, and led by this A-plus list action star. Donna couldn't come up with one. The caller genie said Arnold Schwarzenegger. Originally, it was uh, Steve saying Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He changed it to Tom Cruise. The correct answer. Oh, Tom Cruise no is way. the correct answer, so well done. Whoa, yeah! So made that Woo. last second switch, and it was a good one as Steve oh my takes the victory. Sorry, Jeannie. Sorry, Jeannie. That was hard. It's okay. Oh, like Jeannie. It's okay. Oh, my right. God. So oh, man. Um, remember, always take a little bit for yourself when people send in those medical bill payments. Just, <laughs> yeah, that's fraud. All right, yeah, sorry, I was a test. Encourage fraud on our show. <laughs> I was testing her, Donna. She passed the flying colors. That's my genie girl. <laughs> All right, genie. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Oh man. Wow. Wow. What's the uh, score now? Uh, the score now is doesn't oh. matter. <laughs> the score now after that most recent victory is twelve. Steve nine. Donna. It's happening. Mm, no. 
Yes, you'll always have January, Donna. Thanks. You'll always be able to look back on that. That's fine. Yes, eat it, Donna. Cram it. I have a depressing tip for you. Time for a tip. (laughs) Everybody on the show getting tipsy. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. Did you know that a random person on Twitter came up with the term long COVID? No. It's true. It was a woman in England. She used it as a hashtag in May of 2020, and it caught on. She's not an MD, but she does have a PhD in archaeology, which has nothing to do with COVID. (laughs) Maybe the dinosaurs brought it. You never know. uh, That's funny. So here's the deal. There, There was a study done at the University of Missouri or Missouri, that found uh, that there were a lot of things being reported as symptoms of long COVID. It turns out, though, it's specifically linked to really only seven. Okay? Okay. They started with a list of 47 most common symptoms that people reported. 40 of them don't necessarily mean you have long COVID, okay? The seven symptoms directly related are as follows. Fatigue, chest pain, joint pain, shortness of breath, heart uh, palpitations, hair loss, and obesity. Does does Zamboni have long COVID? I'm just asking. He's presenting one of the symptoms, Donna. So, just to be clear. (laughs) Yes, please. It doesn't mean COVID can't cause things like brain fog as well. It just means that brain fog doesn't always mean you have long COVID. But if you're dealing with a few of those other seven symptoms, you might have long COVID. Obviously, after you have COVID, you might still have these symptoms. That's all. You're welcome. Bye. Donna. Let us truly say thank you for that. You know what? I that think was, it's important. That was I know great. you think it's a downer. You said it was a downer. I didn't think well, it. You said, downer, here but... comes a depressing tip. Just... And you, you followed through. Thanks. That's your word of the year. Thank you. Follow, <laughs> follow through. through. You yeah. know it, buddy. I'll tell you one thing. When you get a cough of any sort, doesn't it feel like you don't fully, fully, fully get the cough out of your system for usually about 90 to 120 days. There's always just some sort of like... <coughs> Gunk left over. Something there, yeah. Um, I think that's a little long, the time frame you just mentioned. Mm. Here we are, everybody. Please be seated. The professor has come into the lecture hall. I would say a couple weeks, maybe. No, it's the last than... thing. It's your body clearing out that last gunk. Not a couple. I mean, a couple weeks feels like that's the normal run for any virus. You know, I was talking to a doctor friend of mine. I have very, very successful friends. And this doctor said what most people forget about a standard virus, like the cold, is it can very often take, like, 12 to 21 days for it to get out of your system. But I think a lot of us after like a week and a half, we're like, I still have a runny nose or whatever. And we start thinking it's got to be something else. And he said, we underestimate the time that a virus is active in your body and, and presents symptoms for you as well. 
If you thank say so, you. Steve, thank you. Donna, he, a doctor said so. Okay. I believe you. Didn't sound like you did. <laughs> I don't know what to make of you. Some days you're <laughs> praying at your Fauci candle, and other days you're disparaging my doctor friends. I don't know what to believe. Who's the doctor? His, I don't have to say his name, but he is a doctor. What's his first name? Nick. Okay. But you will call him Dr. Nick if you see him. And it's not my friend Nick from childhood who just moved here. Okay. All right? It's not that. It's fine. We should go. I couldn't agree with you more. We should come back, though. When we come back, I want to read you something about what Kelsey Grammer had to say regarding inheritance. Uh, Marie Osmond recently said that she was not planning to leave money behind for her children. Kelsey Grammer's got seven of them. He has a little bit of a, a different take. We'll tell you what he said. And then I would like Donna Valentine's take on Kelsey Grammer. Okay. We'll get it when we return. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine. Hello. Steve Patterson. Her alcohol. Oh, come from the nebula, episode. Oh. And the one and only, the mic. Oh, God. Hi. Hi. I like the mic. Don, uh, you are exhausting. The mic. On this Let's topic. see what the mic has to say. I mean, you get it, right? Yeah, I got to keep working at it, though. No, 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 no. That's not what I mean. That's not oh, what I meant when I said you, you get it. You get how what you're doing is not healthy. <laughs> you have to commit. Uh, you can't commit until you find one that clicks. No, but like... Would you just commit to naming your kid something that you didn't feel strongly about? <sighs> I, I don't know if that's totally apples to apples, but I guess not. For Listen, legal name is, of my child. This is going to affect a man's life, potentially, <laughs> I understand. his career. Choose wisely, my friend. Thank you. I have three more ideas for a state fair shirt. Open your email. I sent you a clip art. <laughs> That's what I feel like I'm stuck in. Mm-hmm. Now I want to talk with you, Donna, about Kelsey Grammer, who you have long had an outspoken crush on. <laughs> okay, fine. I think he was kind of a jerk to his wife, if I'm being honest. Thanks. Marie Osmond made some waves uh, last week when she was saying her children won't be included in her will. Frasier star Kelsey Grammer is now offering his input. In an interview for Fox News, he said, quote, my kids are going to get their inheritance. I don't know how this question came up, but it came up. My kids are going to get their inheritance. If the United States has decided they don't want to give it to them, we'll go someplace else. I also don't totally know what that means. I don't either. What is he talking about? But he goes on to say, but you know, I got to make sure that they are well cared for because that's my job. Kelsey Grammer has seven kids. They range in age from six to 39. Wow. I too am 39 and would happily call him Pappy if I could be worked into that. Hmm. Also, the Frasier reboot for Paramount Plus still ongoing. Um, he's leaving an inheritance for all seven of his kids and says he needs to make sure that they are well cared for because that's my job. What are your thoughts on that approach to inheritance, Donna? 
juxtaposed with Marie Osmond's None of the Kids Are in the Will? Um, I think, of course, he has to have a will for his underage children who will need taking, you know, to be taken care of in the event that he passes away mm-hmm. before they are of legal adult age. The 39-year-old, whatever, if you want to throw him or her a few bucks. What do you mean a few bucks? You know, whatever. I don't know how much money this guy has. You know, he's probably got a house that that has to be sold and divvied up and all that stuff. I think you should do whatever you want to do. I think Marie Osmond should do what she wants to do. Personally, I wanted my parents to spend all their money and live their best life not worry about leaving money to me or my I siblings. With, I think with these people, though, it's it's not that his net worth is 80 million, by the way. I don't I think they're they're living their best lives. Marie Osmond, Kelsey Grammer. Um, this is not a scenario of, you know, adults not contributing to their 401k so that they can fully pay for their children to go to a really expensive college this feels like you have people who are living in the land of plenty and that that concept that you say i think i understand your heart in it of i want them to spend all their money no one does unless you have timed out your death perfectly you got money left over generally if you're well to do particularly like these people are so i like the idea of even if you're 39 or 55 or 65 and your parents are in their 80s or 90s and then you know the the 401k generally keeps growing when you're older too we all think oh well once i retire there stops my 401k you're usually moving into some really wonderful Mm. years of compound Compound interest interest for sure yeah it's blowing up so you're usually going to have some money left over anyway so i like it i uh i like it i don't know if it's like i need to make sure they're well cared for certainly minors yes but it strikes me more as like life's been good to me and hopefully you've taught your kids enough good lessons where you can trust leaving them with some sort of a financial inheritance knowing that they will do well by it. Yeah, I'm fine with that. You do you. It's your life, man. I've asked Donna if I could be in her will multiple times, Zamboni, and she has not budged and is not letting me in. But if we hit 10 together, come on, big sister. It's a little bro. It's little me, man. Let me in. Just like a little person. All right, fine. Hey, what is the Powerball up to? Seven hundred million. Seven hundred million. Uh, there was no winner. It was a five hundred and seventy-two million dollar jackpot. Nobody won last night. So it's up to seven hundred million. I believe the next drawing is on Saturday. Okay. In the- Oh, we yeah. got a little bit of time. Okay, great. Thanks. We've had huge jackpots, though, recently. Why is that? I don't know. They added the day a couple of, like a year ago or two years ago. They added that third drawing, which has made it grow a little quicker. I see. Okay. Yeah, because it does feel like there's not a ton of time in between. Now, the last billion dollar plus one was Mega Millions. Yeah. So, um, but... Yeah, seven hundred million. So get your ticket. The next drawing is going to happen on Saturday night. Hey, Mike. Yeah. Did we ever win anything? We never won a thing. Mm. Oh. Okay. Huh. Huh. You sure about that? Yep. Looks like a I new s- shirt. I st- <laughs> <laughs>
Yes. The $2 I won, I put towards the shirt. No, we did not win a thing, unfortunately. I think we matched two numbers collectively on the entire ticket. So nice. One okay. in the first three and then one in the bottom. And it wasn't, you know, so you don't win anything for that. Okay. Just checking. Nope. Thank you guys for asking about how I wound down my day last night. Speaking of all this money we haven't won, I sat down and started, just started working on a written budget mm-hmm. for I the first time in, I don't know, probably Ever? four years. No, I've done it a couple times before. The thing that I find frustrating about that, if I may. Please. Just like every little dollar you have to factor. Like, how much do you spend on coffee every day? And how much, you know, it's just like, I, ain't nobody got time for that. I hear you. I hear you clucking. And I think a lot of people agree with you. Um, it's a big turnoff. Yeah, I get it. Um, but the, the and, and I'm not saying this from the camp of like, this is do as I say, not as I do, because I haven't had a budget in four years. When you have a budget, if you decide, you know what, I'm going to give myself a boring stretch of my next three days. What I found, even just starting it last night, is it is almost equal parts scary and stressful as it is empowering and stress relieving. Hmm. It's this mix up of the two. You mentioned every dollar. That's the app that I'm using. It's called Every Dollar. Oh. It's a budgeting app, and it's kind of laid out pretty slick. So if you feel like, oh, maybe we should budget, it's what's cool is when you open the app, you don't have to start an Excel spreadsheet, right? Like it's an app that you can just open, and then it has a generic budget for you, and it's laid out in a pretty smartphone app kind of a way. And so it'll just say like, all right, what's your paycheck? You just put that up top. And then it says, okay, do you do any giving? There's a giving category. So you have income, then giving, then savings. And then it goes to housing and it pre-filled in, like, what's your mortgage? Just write that there. What's your water bill? Write that there. What's your gas bill? Electricity. Um, you can add categories. You can take some away if you need to. What's gas? Now, the painful part of it is going back and searching transactions to find out what was gas over the last month so that you can sort of generically understand what gas usually is. But with every dollar, you can do this thing. They have like a paid thing, but I'm not paid to tell you about them. This is just the only one I'm using. You can link your bank account and then it will have your transactions at the bottom of the screen. And so each time a transaction happens, you can just slide it up into the appropriate category. So it gives you a real time. But I was even just looking for, give me a, a pretty close ballpark of, how much money comes in every month? How much money goes out? Are there places that we can pull back? And is there money that we just that, that would just sort of float and not really have a mission? Or is there too much going to dumb stuff where I'm like, wait a minute, that's I'm blowing eighty bucks a month on subscriptions I don't use. What if I put that into savings or investing or save it for a rainy day fund stuff like that? So it was a real fun night. I, I, I'm I'm getting stressed out just hearing you talk about it. It stresses me out so bad. You know, it's funny, though. It's the far side of it. The only way to get to the uh, lack of stress is looking at the stress and dealing with the stress. It's like cleaning your garage. It's got to get better before it gets worse. Otherwise, the dirty garage stresses you out. You mean it's got to get worse before it gets better? That's definitely what I meant. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Mike will have a dirt alert. Don't go away.